Welcome to the HR L&D podcast, Bite Sized, the show that explores the latest trends and insights impacting people-centric leaders, human resources professionals, and learning and development specialists. With me, your host, Nick Day. These are short snippets from my main podcast show that feature expert guests sharing their knowledge and experiences to help you stay up to date with the latest best practices and strategies impacting the future world of work. Remember, if you need support recruiting talent for your HR business, please do get in touch with myself or any of my wonderful experienced recruitment colleagues at jgarecruitment.com. But for now, sit back, grab your favourite beverage, and let's get started with today's bite-sized episode. Well, first and foremost, just know that anyone listening to this, if you have experienced some stress, some stagnation and burnout at any time in your career, one, you are most certainly not alone and and, and that these are very normal human conditions that we face and and that none of us are are impervious to them or immune to them. These are things that we'll all be dealing with in some fashion over the course of our entire life. But can we come up with some, some strategies and some systems and some processes to lessen their occurrence and certainly lessen their uh, severity? So what I'll do now is I'll give you just kind of some brief thoughts on stress, stagnation, and burnout. And Amazing. you can tell me which ones you'd like to dive in deeper or how you'd like to, to navigate this conversation. Perfect. So the first thing I'll say about stress, and this sometimes is an eyebrow raiser and comes off as a controversial statement, but I firmly believe that stress is a choice. Stress is actually something we invite into our lives. Now, we do that unconsciously because I don't think anyone intentionally tries to add stress to their plate. But the reason I believe that, that that stress is a choice stems from one of the biggest mind shifts that I've ever had. And that was when I heard Eckhart Tolle, who basically is a modern day philosopher, when he provided his definition of stress, it, it radically changed the way I saw the world and certainly the way I saw stress. And Eckhart Tolle said that stress is the desire for things to be different than they are in the present moment. That's it. You wish things were different than they were right now, which in essence means you are fighting against reality. Whatever's happening is actually happening. And your stress does not come from what's happening. It's derived from your resistance to it. So that was one of the biggest mistakes that I had made for most of my life, thinking that stress was caused by circumstances and events and what people said and what people did. I thought that was the root of my stress when in essence it wasn't. Those things were just happening. The world was just doing what the world was doing. My stress was caused because I was resisting those things. It was because of my pers- you know, perspective of those things. It was because that's how I was internalizing those things. So the first step to lowering your stress is having a level of acceptance. Now, before anyone listening turns this off or thinks that I've absolutely (laughs) lost my marbles, I'm not saying that the things that go on in the world are to your liking. I'm not saying they're your preference. I'm not even saying that some of the things that happen in this world are inherently good. What I'm saying is you don't have any control over those things. Those things are just happening. And it's how you choose to internalize them. And most importantly, your response to them is what will determine your stress. I loved your example of, you know, you make the climb to the top of Everest. I'm flown in by helicopter to the top of Everest. We're both at Everest, but we have very different views and very different perspectives. What's the same thing with stress? You and I could both be stuck in the exact same traffic jam, but we could view that very differently. Absolutely. 
You can choose to view that as something that is happening to you. And the world is conspiring against you to make sure you're late for your meeting. And you could white knuckle your steering wheel and you could, you know, scream some obscenities and honk your horn and, and allow your blood pressure to rise and, and throw yourself into a funk. I could be sitting literally in the car next to you and choose a very different approach. Say, it's not my preference to sit in traffic, but this is what's happening right now. And I'm okay with it. I accept what's going on and I'm going to either enjoy some quiet and some stillness. Maybe I'm going to fire up a podcast like yours and listen to a podcast. Maybe I'll give my mom and dad a call and catch up with them, but I'll text the person that I was supposed to meet and just tell them I'm going to be a few minutes late. You and I are in the same traffic jam, but we are creating different levels of stress based on our perception. So that's how I look at stress. Stagnation is what I've said a couple of times before about putting on the, the cruise control. It's allowing a level of complacency, if you will. And I found that when we stagnate, the frustrating part is we stagnate our outputs, you know, our productivity, our efficiency, our mindset. That's what stagnates. And I've also come to realize that our outputs are directly impacted by our inputs, what we read, watch, and listen to, who we choose to invest our time with you know, who we connect with on social, all of these different things, the stuff that's going in dictates the stuff that's going out. So if the stuff that's going out has started to flatline or stagnate, or you feel that you're just kind of on the, the hedonic treadmill and you're just treading water, the very first thing you can do is shake up the inputs, change what you read, watch, and listen to, change the, the stuff that you feed your mind and your emotions and your heart, and then change who you are investing your time with. And that will increase, you know, your ability to have better outputs. And then lastly, with burnout, burnout stems not only from working long hours, that is part of it, sure. but it's when the long hours that we work and the sacrifices that we make are no longer in alignment with what we find meaningful, with the purpose that we find in our work. You know, if you're not fascinated or curious by your work, if you don't feel you are making a contribution to your team or to the greater good. And if you don't find meaning in what it is that you do every day, that's when you're at massive risk of burnout. So if you're feeling like you're approaching burnout, that's when you need to lift up the hood and start to tinker around and go, okay, this used to be something I found meaning in. How come I don't anymore? Or I used to be so curious and fascinated by my work. I'm really not anymore. Or I used to actually feel like I was making a difference but I don't anymore. And if you can start to uncover the answers to some of those questions and do some, some very difficult soul searching, you can usually find the thorn in your paw and have it removed so that you can get back to loving your work. I hope you enjoyed today's bite-sized edition of the HR L&D podcast. Remember to subscribe to the show, share it with all of your HR colleagues and friends, and why not also check out some of our previous episodes for more golden nuggets that may just help you along in your own people career journey. For now, I'm Nick Day, and you'll be listening to the HR L&D podcast, Bite Sized.